0: stop it you are just cycling out of control get a grip and calm back down okay that's easier said than done hey this is michelle spiva your practical priestess of wisdom and i want to welcome you to today's podcast of wisdom smack so join me on the flip as we get into overthinking just stop it i'll see you on the flip Ah, yes. Overthinking. It's something that plagues all of us. And it's one of the top things that people wish that they could fix if um, you could wave a magic wand. And this overthinking comes to us in various different disguises. Sometimes it comes to us in ways of um, not being able to concentrate and focus. Sometimes it comes to us in scattered thoughts. Sometimes it comes to us in fixations. And so today, what I want to do in our time that we have together is I want to give you some of the wisdom smacks that I've gotten. Now, I do want to give a disclaimer that I'm only going to be talking about Overthinking uh, and operating in uh, past that or instead of that when it comes to the normal range, if you find that uh, you're moving into the disorder. Uh, realm on either side, you know, of of the spectrum of what we're going to be talking about today. I'm going to encourage you to seek professional help. I am not offering any kind of metal, medical medical advice. I mean, advice, medical advice, any kind of medical advice. Okay. So, with my disclaimer said, let's get into it. All right. So, overthinking. There are, when I think of overthinking because it plagues me, I'm not going to even lie. And I'm going to say before we get into this, I don't have all the answers because I still find that I have to grapple with it. And these are some of the things that I do to help me understand how better to work with them. Okay? So hopefully... During this time, I'm going to give you a few little things that help you to understand it a little better, and then I'm going to give you some ways of working with it depending on your social personality type. We've talked about that before, but I'll talk about it again. Uh, How to enact uh, some of the neurobiological stimuli at your disposal, and a few other things. Okay, so if you're ready, let's get into it. Okay. Now, as I've said before, with overthinking, it usually plagues us in uh, these two main ways. There are other ways, but for the sake of time and what we're covering today, I'm going to be talking about overthinking. When you fixate on a single thought and you just can't let it go, it loops and then you uh, start creating crazy narratives about it in your mind. And before you know it, Your mind has concocted this whole new view of a situation that is so far from reality that it's kind of scary. But then there's also the overthinking where you have the racing mind. And that is going to be more of the scatterbrain or I wish I could remember stuff. You have so many things bombarding you that before you can complete a thought of one thing, something else has popped in and snatched the reins. And so it it exhibits itself like as, like I said, being scatterbrained, forgetful. Uh, unproductive because you have, you overextend yourself. You start too many things. They never get finished. And a lot of times they get worse uh, because you started them and um, the lack of being able to plan and follow through. So this overthinking thing is a big deal. And I hope that you're now seeing why a lot of people seek out professional help to help them with the overthinking. Now, As I am going into this, I'm going to talk a little bit, like I said before, um, about the neurobiological processes. And we're going to talk about some practical stuff because I am your practical priestess of wisdom, one of them out here, and I'm going to be serving it up to you where you can receive it. Okay. So let's, let's talk about The mental part first. And um, instead of giving you a crash course on uh, the corpus callosum and the frontal lobe and all of that kind of stuff, I'm going to simply say this, is that at any given time, you are operating on For the most part, most people operate on one of these four frequencies, depending on what you're doing and what time of the day it is, okay? And so the four frequencies are this, beta, alpha, theta, and delta. And I am talking about the frequencies that we go through when we're awake, when we are in the sleepy, um, uh, dreamy state, when we are in our active state. uh, dream state and when we are in deep sleep. Okay, so beta. Beta is the highest of these frequencies, meaning that it oscillates the fastest. And beta is where we are right now. If you are not sleep and you're listening to this, you're in beta. Beta is uh, where we find our consciousness, our, our everyday consciousness, I should say. It is where you are doing things that you should know that you're doing some people not so much. Um, that's another podcast, and I've talked about how I've had to dehypnotize a lot of people just to be able to work with them. Um, but for the most part, in beta, uh, this is where you're active, you're engaged, you're mentally aware and awake, all right? So there's that one. Then you have alpha, alpha is um, a few rotations below uh, beta and alpha is that dreamy state it's the it's the twilight it's the dawn it's right before you're waking and right i mean it's right before you're waking or right after you start trying to fall asleep so it's that in-between time. It's also where you can speed up learning because now alpha is a bridge that moves you from consciousness to subconsciousness. And getting into alpha uh, is where you can do a lot of work with your mind, with entrainment, uh, those types of things, Um you can also have it where you're able to learn, speed up your learning. And, uh, oh my gosh, there's so many different things that you can do in alpha. Um, a lot of athletes use it when they are uh, going over their routines or, or learning uh, the muscle memory of what a perfect swing or a perfect attack or a perfect whatever it is they do feels like. That's where you can do a lot of work in that alpha state. Then there is theta. Theta is a lower frequency uh, below beta and alpha. And it's where you will have the rapid eye movement, the REM sleep. It's uh, your sleep, but it is also uh, where the acetylcholine flushes the mind and helps you to get into um, a scenario now. In the camp where I live, there are different theories about dreams, and some people believe that um, dreams help us work through things, that dreams have some meaning for us. And then there's another camp that looks at it strictly as a chemical process that basically entertains us uh, while our body is repairing itself and doing the necessary things that it needs to and so in a theta state you will find that you will have a lot of different uh, dreams uh, you will have um as part of the cycle, you will have where there is a handoff and ex- an exchange from the conscious waking hours to the subconscious and to our storage unit. Oh, yes. So, in theta, is where memories are stored. It's uh, where you work through those loops, those open loops that you had during the day where uh, something uh, your conscious dealt with or encountered was not properly able to deal with it. And so you might have a dream about it. Have you ever watched a movie and then the movie continued to play out in a dream? That's an example of that. And uh, so what is happening, not, not necessarily just during the dream state, but in this state of state, all of the inputs that you had during the day it's going through and sifting them. Is this a keeper or do we toss it? Is this one that uh, we put into the deep subconscious where it's j- it just becomes now part of your operating system? Or is this one that we keep up a little higher where you can retrieve it at will as a memory? And so in the theta state, this is why people, well, in the alpha state to the theta state, this is why people love to try to prolong the alpha state as long as possible, because of these, it's the shortest. It's hard to stay in an alpha state without some help. So. Alpha state is where you'll find people using meditation, transcendental meditation, um, spiritual journaling, binaural um, beats uh, to entrain the mind, and um, because it's it speeds up. And what it does is, is if you know what you're doing, you can actually use that state to override some things that have happened in the day, so that when you get into theta and then down into delta, you're actually programming your body. To tell it what is important for it to put down into the deep parts of uh, your your system where the um, the battery runs, where the operating system runs. Now, what do I mean about uh, these these uh, memories and uh, then the things that move into the deep? Um, think about subliminal stuff, um, subconscious stuff, codes and things. Um, a lot of people call them. Uh, operating agendas, uh, predictive conditioning, and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, It's the stuff that bypasses your conscious understanding. So for instance, if I were to, and don't do this people, but if I were to have a conversation with you, and I really get you engrossed in the conversation, and I keep talking about the color red, and I talk, and I, and when I say the color red, I don't even say the color red. I might say the color red, or then I might say I read a book, or... you know, I might, you know, use just different versions of red. And if I say it enough and you were really paying attention to me and I some kind of way put in there that red is great and red is uh, it means power and, and everything that you want and that this red is attached to our masculine, powerful force and that because of it, many people have read how uh, cars that are painted red go faster, get you know more stuff. and even with uh, uh, teams who have red in their um, in their colors and all of these different things about red, when you go to sleep, red could possibly have a really good chance of getting into your subconscious operating system where now, unconsciously, consciously, you in tune with red. Either you wear it or when you see it, you respect it or you like it or even you lust after it. OK, and so that is why Theta and Alpha are real important because Theta is doing all of that work uh, during the administrative stuff of where uh, of what happened to you that day. And that's also where you'll possibly have recurring dreams that have happened a lot because Theta is also trying to do the looping process of closing the loop and solving it. All right. And the last one that uh, we normally go through, because there's some more. Past this, but this is for the average person. The last one is the delta state, and that is the deepest state of these four. And delta is where you get a deep sleep. There isn't any dreaming per se, but this is where the body is doing a lot of reparative work. It's releasing HGH, human growth hormones. It's causing your hair and your nails to grow and your skin to uh, regenerate and rejuvenate. It's causing your digestive system to settle down so that it can. Um, uh, uh, give itself a rest while you rest. That's a lot of times why you want to have a good, healthy Delta state. Um, because when you're in Delta, a lot of times it tells the body, you don't, you know, suspend, you don't need to go to the bathroom. Okay. Rest <laughs> okay, there's a lot more that is going on, but my time is fast getting away from me, and I there are many more things that I want to talk to you about today with regards to overthinking. So now that I've established what the four frequencies are, um, I want to uh talk to you a, a little bit about how to work with yourself to set yourself up for a better chance at not having to endure overthinking in a helpless way okay all right so with that there are different ways to approach this depending on if you're having racing thoughts or if you're fixating on a single thought or thoughts okay and so when we think about i'm going to take them like this i'm going to do racing mind first and then I'll do a fixated mind second okay So let's talk about the racing mind. For a racing mind, what you want to do is you want to concentrate on realignments and remembering, remembering, okay? And, um, I've talked about social sexual personalities before, and, um, I don't have a lot of time to go through them right now, but just suffice it to say, social sex, social sexual personalities are the way we behave socially. And when we have interpersonal relationships and the way they do them is opposites attract. Um, they say generally 50% or half of the population is one or the other. And so on one side, you have what is called a physical. And this is a person who is very in tune with their body and their mind, and they're able to make the connection between the two quite easily. Uh, They express their love, and that's what they are in tune to. They are most likely on the frequency of getting energy from when they interact with people, a lot of them, not all, but a lot of them are extroverted and they enjoy doing group things and they enjoy doing physical things. That's why they're called physicals, okay? Whereas on the other side, then you have what they would call emotionals. And emotionals are very cerebral. They spend a lot of time in their minds. They even have their emotions and their feelings hit their minds first. So much so that they can come off as being Introverted or cold, distant, unaffectionate, um, stern, stoic. Those are some of the things that are um, described, but that is not the truth. And they're called emotionals because, on average, they feel more and deeper than physicals because physicals have an avenue and a pathway to get all of that stuff out of them quickly. Whereas emotionals tend to cycle and have to work through and unpack this stuff. Okay. All right. So now that I've said that, let's get into a racing mind and what that looks like for each one of the types. And then I'm going to give you a few other things and hopefully they'll be able to help you. Okay. So if you have a racing mind, this is all about realignments and remembering. And for a realignment, what that is, is that's when you get your mind, body, and soul back in agreement with each other. If you've uh, listened to any of um, the, and they used to call it the new age movement, that's a that's an older movement. But if you've listened to any of consciousness teaching or awareness or peak performance, they're going to be talking about alignments a lot. And the reason why is because one of the things that people don't realize is that they can quickly move into what's called spiritual bypass. And that's where everything is either um, in a, a higher realm and uh, they're no awfully good, or they're always trying to uh, bypass where they are, uh, meaning that they don't like to live in the now. They're always two steps ahead and uh, always trying to be there, and it can cause people to uh, be out of alignment because they're never happy. They never pause to enjoy what they have in the moment. It's always not good enough because they're never here in the now to be able to appreciate it. And so you have to be careful because when you get out of alignment, you can start to overthink things. And that's where the racing mind can come in. You're trying to um, do a lot. You're never slowing down to settle yourself in a moment. And thus, all of these different ideas are coming at you because you're also tapping into the creative force on both sides. You're, you're, you're tapping into the creative force and the creative force unbridled and with um, being, pinging around inside someone who is out of alignment can cause total havoc where you get this scatterbrainedness. You're always jumping and hopping to the next thing. You can't sit still. You have the attention span of a gnat and you're just flitting and flying about And so you have to have a realignment, okay? Now, with that, also with a racing mind, you have to get into the habit of remembering. And I've talked about remembering from a, I told you guys on another podcast a few days ago about the story of uh, Set and Asur, as we know them as Isis and Osiris, um, and how he had a fight with his brother Set, who um, dismembered him. Into 13 pieces and cast them out into the galaxy. And Aset, the wife of Asur, was so distraught that she went and found each piece and remembered him. Okay. And so when we talk about remembering, we talk about gathering all the pieces of ourselves back in together. And if you have racing mind, scattered thoughts, that's a pretty good indicator that you have been uh, spliced, diced, and thrown to the wind, and you need to come back in to remember yourself. Now, the best way to do this is to do the things that you've heard of all the time. That is, okay, so if you are a physical, a lot of ways to do a realignment is physical. Go and get an adjustment from a chiropractor. Get a massage. Um, have sex, (laughs) find ways to have energy releases, whether it be contact sports or um, jumping up and down or going to a comedy show and laughing, walking, all of those types of things help physicals who feel in their body to get back into alignment and remember themselves. Okay. And then if you are a emotional who has a racing mind, and this happens quite often, yes, it does quite often, For you, that is going to be getting back in that mind to get that mind reordered and realigned so that you can get back into your body because spiritual bypass for you happens really easily. And that's going to be where you can meditate, journal, walk, conserve your energy uh, to focus on getting back, like I said, getting back into your body. Actually tell yourself, I'm back in my body. I'm back in my body. and will yourself to slow down enough to meditate and journal, take a walk, you know allow your those those thoughts that are pinging about to just you know wander a little bit so that you can get back in line okay so then the next one, is a fixated mind. When you have a fixation on something, you just can't let it go. Uh, This exhibits itself a lot of times when you're trying to solve something, figure out something, or when you are um, fixated on something that is out of your control. Now, this one, it gets a lot of people, whether you're physical or emotional, in similar ways. A lot of times people are fixating on something because it's a puzzle that they can't solve. It is, uh, there is a missing component that you are not aware of or you're not privy to. And thus it causes you to fixate. Most people uh, think, oh, you know, well, I can just stop it. You know, I don't want to go cuckoo. But think about it. What if you are a parent to an adult child and you are fixated on making sure that you parent just the right amount so that you're not a hovering or drone parent, but then you're not a missing in action parent, you know, to be able to offer them what they need. And so you're constantly worried about, well, what are they doing? Should I call today? Should I not call today? There was even a recent movie that came out about three mothers that were overthinking their relationships with their sons. So it is a pervasive thing in our society, but this Fixation comes in so insidiously that you're doing it and you don't even realize you're doing it. Or what's this other one? For my younger crowd, what if you're in the dating scene and and you find the opposite and you find yourself just thinking about them all the time and you're trying to Figure out if they like you the same way or if there is just as much into you as you are to them. You find yourself becoming fixated. And so uh, it takes up a lot of your mental energy, a lot of your time. And you know that you're in a fixated mind when you have Enough daydreaming that causes you not to be productive in your real world, in your now. So just like a racing mind, it takes you out of the now because you're dreaming not, a, not ahead of time. You're dreaming in a whole new plane of fantasy. You're dreaming somewhere else because you don't know what that person is. Is doing, And so your mind is trying to give you different, different scenarios of what could possibly be happening so that you have all the components to have control over it. And for the fixated mind, you need to have resets and reboots, okay? So if you are a physical with a fixated mind, the first thing you need to do is fall back. You don't need to lean in as much. You cannot smother people. You need to give them space and a break. You need to find something else to fuel your immense energy into. Find a different hobby. Hey, go somewhere by yourself. Yes, I know that's scary for physicals, but you can do it. If you are an emotional, the first thing that I'm going to tell you to do when you have a fixated mind is to come out of your head and to be around people get your mind off of what you're thinking about with other folks. If you don't know anyone, go to a movie and laugh with other people in the movie theater. Go someplace where there are people who are hanging out just for the sake of hanging out. But get out of your head and get around people. And so you see, like, it's kind of like opposites kind of things. Okay. So I know I'm giving you a lot for those, but the next thing I want to do is I want to give you some quick tools, and then you know I've got you. You know I'm going to recap all this kind of stuff, okay? So the quick tools that I want to tell you, whether you are an emotional or a physical, whether you have a racing mind or a fixated mind, is you can do a shortcut by listening to binaural beats. And you know there are a lot of people that are always skeptical about kind of stuff, this kind of stuff. But I will tell you that binaural beats have—they uh, work with your frequency and your vibration to help your left and right hemisphere of your brain if you're an adult uh, to get back in alignment with each other so that there is a synchronicity uh, and a synthesis, synthesiz- synthesization. Oh my gosh, I'm stumbling over that word today uh, to help you to reopen the lines of communication between all of your thoughts so that you don't find that you're just stuck in one area of the brain fixating on things. Okay. Okay. And so they're inspired by neural beats. I've also talked about meditation, journaling, walking, and even hopping, whether it be jogging or skipping rope. That helps the lymphatic system to flush out a lot of the toxins that come from the neurotransmitters that are just circling around over and over again in this loop. So uh, jumping, plyometrics. They've talked about how beneficial that is. and It helps to do a flush of toxins out of the system. And then here is another one on that vein, and that is massage. Yes, massage. Now, you don't have to do deep tissue if that's not your thing, uh, but you'll notice if you get a good intense massage, you'll have to go to the bathroom and you'll find that your body is sloughing off and moving out a lot of the toxins, and that will help Help you realign if you're physical or if you're an emotional, get back into your body um, and, and help you to clear out some things. So now here are some of the, the, uh, the things that I want you to avoid, if depending on if you have an erasing mind or a fixated mind, uh, to help you to get past overthinking things. And that is avoid triggers. And when you avoid triggers, those triggers can be things like conversation topics, challenging friendships or people, toxic personalities and behaviors, whether they're your own or someone else's, and then actions that you do that are that are temptations to get you back into an overthinking mind. And one of those things I'm going to say is this, comparison. Um... I think it was Theodore Roosevelt that talked about comparison as being one of the greatest um, dream killers or something like that. I should have wrote it down. Um, But when you start to compare yourself with others... You, some people might just get envious, you know, jealous or devious. But for the most part, if you're pretty healthy and you don't do that, you might find yourself starting to get into overthinking things of comparison, of oh, well, should I be doing this? Well, maybe I can do that. And you be careful because overthinking will get you off of your goal and onto something else that you have no business doing. And so that is one of the biggest things. If you have, uh, if you find that you you've got a racing mind, stop comparing yourself to others, stay in your own lane and fix your thoughts on what it is you're supposed to be doing. Then if it's a fixated mind, I want you to conserve your energy and re-establish a healthy cycle, especially if you're an emotional. And that means that you're going to concentrate on clearing out the mental clutter and stopping the mental looping by doing things that put you back into. All the parts of your of your of your being, whether that is getting around healthy people or ingesting healthy foods, that's the first thing you should do to raise your your um, vibrational frequency to one that um, that helps you move past all of this overthinking and racing of thoughts, okay? And uh, the next thing is, is I want you to understand that you're not alone. I don't care about what your religion or your spirituality type is. We are energy, we vibrate, and we have frequencies. And if you find that you have a racing mind, if you're fixating on things, understand that you can tap into the energy that's all around you to look for omnipotence, omnipresence, and um, omnipotence. Those are the three O's that I talk about that have God-like qualities. And most people try to do things on their own and thus it takes them way longer and they get stuck with trying to do stuff. So when you are trying to get this done, maybe you have, you ask a friend to help you, or maybe you just ask the space in front of you. I need help. Please give me the power. Give me the presence of mind and being and give me the knowledge and wisdom to to move past this. So in my last few seconds, let me do a quick recap of operating past or instead of overthinking. The first thing is, is to recognize whether you have a racing mind or you're fixated on a single thought. Bear in mind that you have four frequencies and in each one of these frequencies, take the advantage to get back in alignment and understand that based on your personality type, there might be ways that you can help yourself to get over your overthinking. So guess what? My time is up. I thank you for yours and I'm going to have to see you tomorrow. So bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping,